and I'd reach out to different like artists and people like that and be like, yo, like, let me graphic design for you. Let me, let me show you like an idea, this and that. And um, the one person who took me up on that was Ian Connor. You look terrible. I see the rest well in a month from now, this Hollywood big shot's gonna give you what you want. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. there we go it's recording now but um so what was your first sneaker that you made like the first yeah so the first sneaker i made was um the catacombs dunk custom like uh that was our, that was like a, our first release of a sneaker so we started out custom painting air forces uh blazers you know uh, dunks, all these things like that. And then like the momentum of that was kind of like escalating beyond what we could get from Nike, like buying air forces and stuff. Yeah. We started making our own. So I was like, yeah, that's the next step is like making a shoe from scratch. Okay. Okay. Hold on. We, we skipped a part. Introduce yourself and let people know who you are and what you do. So my name is David Norris. I'm the founder and creative director behind Keto Wears. Okay, okay. Uh, so when did the claw come come into like, you know, that that creation? Like, cause you said you did dunks and air forces and stuff like that. When did yeah. the, the Jaguar clogs come come through? Yeah, this was like the first uh, shoe we made from scratch. Okay. Like, got that, you know. Yeah, that's still wet. Yeah, and then um, basically, the the uh, Jag Foam, the idea came into play um, April twenty twenty one, and then had the concept for it and everything and started like work, working at it, getting an understanding of how to make that type of shoe. And then um, basically, I want to say like February, March, 2022, started getting the pieces together, like working on the molds, getting the 3D printed samples and all that, putting that into play. I'm excited. This interview kind of like all over the place, but- uh, yeah. We've been we've been checking out your yo the Jaguars at least for a minute, and then I saw um it's like a SB Dunk. I think it got like Jesus on the side. Yeah, I got one right here. Yeah, yeah, we saw those. That's crazy. Yeah. So we see like 
all these people like creating like like clothing brands and stuff like that but we never see anybody come up with shoes so it's kind of right. like what made you do that um really really i feel like the shoe like like it's it, it is just another part of like an outfit let's say like a lot of you know people do like i we had done uh coats before fleeces all these kinds of things like that and i feel like like the accessories i would call it like shoes you know bags belts all these things like you can kind of really put a lot of personality behind those items because people you know that's what they're there for really so I feel like the sneakers is really exciting because bags, some people wear, some people don't, you know, same with belts, but everyone wears shoes yeah. and everyone's looking for personality. So like, you don't have to hold back, you know, you can be as crazy as you want with the design. Okay. So yeah. would you call it, would you call your shoe a custom or like an actual shoe? I would say that like, yeah, I'll call it an actual shoe. We started out customizing, but then we started making actual shoes. Okay. Yeah. So what is the, what's the creative process behind something like a Jaguar foam or the, the keto, uh, let's say dunk? Yeah. So like, you know, the creative process behind these, so this is our, you know, catacombs. So like that print is, is like our print kind of like babe has their camo like this is a print that we use a lot and you know that was about just like kind of tastefully putting that print onto this shoe we just did a slipper with the same print and hidden the box with the same detail you know i like that i like that slipper yeah and then um the passion was was about making a statement about like how people uh value sneakers like because that was kind of like in the peak of the resale market and every everything was going crazy and people were were kind of like idolizing sneakers so i was like yo this this is a statement on how people idolize sneakers they put them in these boxes you know and like make shrines to the shoes and things like that mm, to like yeah. play at that with putting religious symbolism on the sneaker and making people kind of question how they value sneakers and, and what that means. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with every, everybody getting sued, like, uh, Kai. Yeah. And bait. Yeah. Are you scared of that? Um, I would say no, because, you know, like, I, I, I definitely asked attorneys before even doing this type of shoe in the past, like what, you know, the implications could be or would be. And, you know, that that's that doesn't necessarily mean that you're 100% safe or that they're not going to try and sue you. But, you know, I wanted to make sure that we weren't doing anything too far. So I kind of made sure to not do that. And then um, on top of that, over over time, we because because you, when you're building a brand, you want to be as distinct as possible. So we moved into this, you know, the Jag foam. We got the Jag boot. 
and we've got a lot more shoes coming that are very signature, you know, because we kind of want to be known the same way Nike's known for the Blazer or the Air Force or the Dunk, like that's theirs. We, we want to develop things like that, you know. Okay. Yeah. Question. So yeah. when you doing when you doing like fashion and stuff like that, who are your fashion inspirations? Yeah, I I would say uh, some of my biggest inspiration comes from music. And I would say not just like, like literally like the vibe of the music, but a lot of album cover artwork. Because I feel like album artwork throughout time, whether you go to like the early Motown soul records, like a lot of those vinyls and the styling, like the yeah. dress on the vinyls, how people are dressed on the covers, like a lot of that is just like some powerful imagery that, that you that lasted forever. So like I go back and look at vinyls. I have a vinyl collection and I'll look at, you know, people's like illustrated album cover art. Like there's a lot of cool stuff there, you know, fonts on the vinyls, things like that. Probably some of the most inspirational things to me. I like that you said that because I, uh, I just posted a picture like I think four or five days ago where I had flare. I had flare like cream colored what corduroy pants yeah. and i really got that inspiration from like the spinners yeah the spinners okay. wear like the little flare cream colored pants yeah and i, I like their album covers but their music is also like it's a big inspiration too which is crazy that you said that i like that yeah do you no, look at um What's his name? Jerry Lorenzo as an inspiration? Um, I think, I think I think more of like people like that, like let's say Jerry Lorenzo, you know, anyone that's out there doing that. Like I look at that almost as an inspiration in the sense of like you can do it, you know, less like direct and like trying to kind of do what they do, but more like they're they're motivating because of their story to me. Yeah. Like, they really did what they wanted to do and accomplished it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> where where did you get the print from for the shoe? For uh, for the catacombs? The slippers. Um yeah, for the uh like like for the jag foams, like the skull ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that so the jag foam we just uh like i was like okay like what if we took this like you know like a, a like a jag jaguar skull and kind of like morphed it into a shoe so you know got the like 3d model of a jaguar skull and sculpted it into a shoe form around the last and then you know we worked it a little bit added some some of our own details to the soles things like that you know then we had to go to a mold maker have the mold maker kind of make his changes, do a 3D print, get the 3D print, make sure it's going to fit on the foot right. And then we get to do every size and then made the mold. And then that was it. That's crazy. How was yeah. like, like when I first saw it, I thought of a foam runner. But yeah. When I like when you actually look at it, like yeah. it's constructed different. 
like completely gotcha. different. And it's I don't know. I like it though. Like the the um the boot. How did you do that? I like that one. Like yeah. I was born, Oh, I think I lost you. Oh, there we go. But the boot, uh, the boot is like basically the boot's the same principle, but just kind of a continuation of that. So we kind of had the same process, but we took it further by making a more crazy silhouette. And like, you know, I, it's been cool doing this kind of stuff because you learn about the actual shoe design. Like, I didn't necessarily have any formal education in that at all. I've just been learning as I go. So, you know, like working off lasts is a whole different thing than, you know, sketching out a shoe design. Like, like I kind of have the main idea and then I take the last and I form my main idea to the last. A lot of people, when you learn like formal shoe design, you kind of start with the last, which is like what the foot looks like. People like design around the foot, but I'm kind of like trying to, take my idea of like a boot and then form that to the foot, you know? Mm. So, so yeah. you backwards. Yeah. That's what's up. I like that. I like that. So yeah. you said you didn't go to school for it. What did you go to school? I went to IU for a year. Um, I'm from Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, that's what's up. I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I'm still based here. Like we same, yeah. I'm in Fort Wayne. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come through, man. I'm gonna have to pull no, up. For sure, bro. Definitely. That's that's I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. I did not know that. That's wild. Yeah. But um you said you went to uh uh IU. Yep. So um what'd you go to school for? I uh, started out like I kind of like was uh, I was going for apparel merchandising. Right. So because I knew what I wanted to do generally, like I wanted to work in this, you know, my my long term goal was always to have my own brand in some way. So I was like, OK, like I know where what kind of thing I want to work around, like I want to work around clothes and shoes in some way. So I just did apparel merchandising for for you know that year I didn't really have tons of classes in that major because I it was just my first year but I had I like also took a comprehensive design class which was dope I feel like that was life-changing like you know like really just like I took a few classes with it it was cool what did you like what did you take from that like college um I think like the comprehensive design class was probably the most directly impactful because I learned about um, like, you know, like kind of like design fundamentals and like you know, how to do like, uh, like we were doing like sketches for buildings, kind of like architecture. Yeah. So like learning, learning those skills was helpful in the design sense as well. You know, like I was already doing flat sketches and stuff in Illustrator, but I feel like that took that a step further okay. which was super helpful did you drop out or i did after okay. i finished the first year because i was like well like i'm in second semester i might as well 
complete it in yeah. case I ever do want to come back, you know? Yeah. What made you drop out, though? Um, I, I was actually working for another brand, and um, I was like, that was kind of going well. So I was like, okay, like, I'm going to devote my time 100% to this keto and just focus on those things and see where it takes me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I only ask that because a lot of people think you got to go to college to be successful type thing. And you got to go to college and college would be like your fallback if this don't work, you know? So from your standpoint, would you say you chose the right decision? I would say so. I think I think that you have to definitely learn regardless of if you go to college or not. I think there's no like free tuition in in life. So I think if you're doing business or if you're doing fashion or whatever, you've got to like learn one way or another, whether that's through, you know, going to school and really paying attention and getting that knowledge and hearing other people explain it to you or through trial and error on your own. You know, I think one way or another, you gotta, you gotta pay tuitions. So I feel like that's very true. And I think there's not necessarily a right and wrong way in general. It's more an individual thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's true, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> very true. <laughs> it's yeah, a lot right. of learning in life. A lot of people seem yeah. to like forget about because I I have no idea why people seem to forget about learning and life and a lot of trial and error. Like, a lot of people are afraid to fail. And it's right. like, it's kind of like what you said. That's your tuition. You put all this money into, like, a brand, $500. Let's say $500. Nobody buys yeah. it the first time because you didn't promote yeah. it. So it's like the $500 down the drain. All right, that's your tuition. You you might have exactly. got D throughout the year. So now it's yeah. like, just keep going. Like, you never know. You'll pass college. You might not pass college. You might have a fallback plan or something like that. A lot of people don't think like that, you know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's it's exactly like that. Like, you got you to gotta make the most of every learning experience. Like, you know, that, that $500 in samples could be, what leads to like when you first sell out or when you find that hit product, you know? Yeah. The probability of getting something right the first try is so low. And it's not necessarily meaning that you it's not for you. It just means you got to keep going. So with that being said, did you sell out on your first sneaker? Like, if so, when did you sell out? Yeah, our first shoe actually did take off like that we did uh the customs like we had kind of no idea what we were doing it was march 2020 and it was covid and the reason we did the customs was because we had bought puffer this is kind of what you were just talking about we bought puffer jackets and fleeces right with the catacombs print we had dropped them it had done okay and we shipped them to uh america right yeah basically the man like COVID happened and they got lost and we had to refund everyone. It was only maybe like 50 people, but we had to cancel the drop, right? 
Okay. So like that was a big L. And, and then like everything was shut down. So we couldn't make any new product, right? So I had ordered some dunks off eBay, gotten some stencils made and gotten some like Air Forces, right? And I paint the catacombs print on them, like the skulls, right? And we posted yeah. on our Instagram and people were like messing with it, right? So I was like, okay, like people are like this, like this might be something here. And then, you know, everything was shut down. So did the product photos in my bedroom, was painting them in my bedroom, doing all this kind of stuff, right? And then we drop them and like the sneaker community was kind of going crazy behind it. Like people were posting it, reposting it, different people were picking it up. It was getting tweeted, everything like that. And like, we had never really sold more than like a hundred pieces before this at one time. But we had like, we I think we sold like 500 pieces in like a minute, 500 shoes. And then had like a hundred thousand visitors to our site. Fuck. That's yeah, crazy. bro. Yeah, and I, and I was like, okay, this is something here. Like, you know, this is like, this has got to be it. Like the, like the shoes kind of went crazy. Like let's like continue with it. So then I like got the sample for these in motion. Right. E. Yeah. And th- cause like, that was like an idea that kind of came at the same time. And then um, from there really um, we were like painting all those shoes, like every one of those shoes, was, I think it got up to 700 shoes painted by hand. So like every, I, I had one of my homies helping me and like painting as well. But I think I, I probably touched like 500 out of 700 of those shoes, just coming, starting painting at like seven, stopping at seven, starting at seven, stopping at seven for like weeks. Damn. Yeah, it was really like doing it right for real. And then in the summer, we did the Air Forces in new colors, right? Did a little bit more did about 500 air forces and then um then like we were like all right let's like try our own shoe because you can only get so many air force ones right yeah you can only paint so much by yourself so you need to find a way to scale that up if it's working so i was like all right let's do our own shoe from scratch because we can make as many of those as we want you know and the price like if you're buying an air force one you got to sell it almost $200 to get like a good margin because you're painting it. Right. So the customers mm-hmm. kind of have to pay a lot. So I'm like, all right, if we can, you know, do it ourselves, we can pass that saving on to the customer, lower our price to them and get more volume. So I, uh, we did those, we like hyped these up, promoted them and we did 2,500 pairs of these in five minutes. Damn, 2,500? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It was crazy, man. It was a a wild step. How did did your life change after that? Like, you know, uh, that would, I could almost do a whole episode or something on that. Like, like, uh, we we might, you know, run it back sometime soon and talk about that. Oh, we got I'm gonna pull up the I'm gonna pull up the Bloomington and we can do that. Yeah, that's, let's do it, bro. That'd be cool. Cause it's like I could show you the whole warehouse and everything. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Do let's do it. Um, 
but yeah, like basically from there, the mission was like, um, okay, like, you know, stuff's working. Let's do another, right? So we got into these. And this is probably the only shoe that sold more than, than these for us was the Jag Foam. But the first drop of these we did on Christmas uh, 2021. And I remember like just being so dialed in like Christmas Eve. I was like, I, I pulled an all-nighter that night, like getting the site ready. Like the whole week before was I was pretty much awake. And I was just like grinding everything, making sure every everything was in the right place. And I remember we had 500,000 visitors to our site for that drop. And then we did about 6,500, 7,000 pairs in the five minutes on them. Holy shit. Yeah. How many, how many pairs did you sell at a Jags in like, let's just say five, 10 minutes? Those, when we did the drop, cause we did a raffle and a drop. So the drop of the Jags did 3,000. And then the raffle of the Jags did 3,000. Like it, it was about 7,000 pair of the Jag. That's crazy. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. And like, you know, like I've, I've been through, I've been through all types of business situations like that since then. I was only, when that, when all that with these shoes was happening, I was like, I was uh, 21. So that was like, or I actually, I think I might have been 20. Yeah, I was 20. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was getting like, I was just getting used to it because this is my first business. So I was like, you know, okay, like when that's picked up, because now think about how many shoes, because those were uh, pre-orders. So we manufactured them overseas, brought them in. And it's one thing to bring like 100 or 500 or something from China to, the, to America. Yeah. You learn you have you pick up logistics fast when you're bringing ten thousand shoes over over from overseas. Yeah, yeah, and then you got to work you got to work out like you know terms with PayPal on how they're gonna give you the money. You got to work out terms with Shopify. Like Shopify held a lot of that money for a long time, like six months. So we didn't even see the uh, back end of that till the next March. Holy but, shit! Yeah. So then you got to figure out the business operations to make sure you get all those things out, you know, and um, and then you got to learn about like managing people kind of like which wasn't my strong suit, like because if, if you need that many packages out, you got to get, you know, even if it's just your homies helping, like you kind of have to have a, a good operation going to ship, let's say a thousand pairs a day. That's a lot of help, man. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Pairs a day. That's a lot yeah. of help. Yeah, because even like, you know, because you got to start and, and you got to have people like, you know, quality control and making sure that everything's good, yeah. cutting off the loose edges and all that stuff, putting the tissue paper in. But no, it was a, it's been a dope experience, bro. Like, you know. That's what's up. How old are you now? I'm 23. And three years? This yeah. was a three-year, like, span? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a lot, like, that shows that you can do a lot in three years, man. Like, if you hustle. If you hustle, you can do a lot in three years. That's crazy. 
Yeah. And in fact, I would even argue like one year is all it takes. Like, you know, like, like that one year, that pivotal year is all it takes to yeah. get a lot done. You feel me? Yeah. But like, really what I feel like is, is like the most impactful is the, the, let's say three years leading up to that about 20, late 2017 to 2020, like, that's where all the groundwork is is made, you know. Explain yeah. that portion, like the groundwork. Yeah, yeah like you're you're trying different products. I we we did like heat heat sensitive bags. That was kind of a big product of ours for a while. Like, you know, hoodies, sweaters, everything. You're trying things. You're throwing things out there. You're you're making trips. Like we go to, um, we drive like let's say like four hours to Chicago if if some artist was there that we had some kind of connection to to get some shoes or, or let's say a jacket on them or whatever right like all that stuff I I think I've driven to Chicago like probably probably a hundred times trying to do stuff like that but but it's it's like what what you got to do you know yeah yeah that's crazy yeah. how many how many like celebrities have you seen with your stuff um, I could, and, and I feel like that was something that we like emphasized early on that helped kind of build a reputation to it. And, and it doesn't lead to sales. Like I noticed that when we first started doing that, like we had some big celebrities wear, but you wouldn't necessarily get more sales. What happens is like the celebrities get your people behind it more. Like they like to see that momentum and people are like, yo, like you guys are doing the thing. Like let me support this. And that makes people rally around the brand, which is probably the most important thing. We had uh, one of the coolest experiences was Lil Baby. He uh, he bought 20 of my, our bags for me when he came to Indy and took a picture with me, took a picture wearing the bag and shouted it out on Instagram. That's crazy. That was dope. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That... That just that that it shows people that like you gotta do you gotta go above and beyond sometimes if you wanna get somewhere. Cause okay. like yeah, you could you could email them, you could DM them. A lot of times they're not gonna check their DMs. So no. you pulled up to let's say you pulled up to his concert. Yeah. You pulled well, up to his yeah. concert, popped out with your stuff. Showed them, hey, bro, we got this, this, this. Came yeah. through and bought 20 of them. Posted a yeah. picture. Took a picture with it. Took a picture with you. You got proof. He got proof. Like, that's crazy, bro. Like, a lot of people don't yeah. think like that. Yeah. And then as you, like, if, if you can get someone to mess with your stuff once, I feel like from there you can start to, like, you know, mail it to them or develop, like, some way to get it to them remotely. But, like, you know, if you think about it, a lot of people like that got – you know, a million things to choose from. So you got to, you know, I, I think uh, like uh, one time we drove to Chicago just to drop off a vest for, for Young Thug and we dropped it off to his tour manager and basically uh, they gave us like a ticket to the show and everything. Like, so we were watching it from like the camera area and then he comes out and he's wearing the vest 
That's now crazy. It's a dope moment. Yeah. That's crazy. Free Jeffrey, for real. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah. What other crazy experiences you got? Um, one of the one of the like I was talking to my homie about this the other day. One of the coolest things I feel like we've done has been uh in April 2021 or maybe March, like we did a billboard on the Nasdaq tower. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, it was dope. Like and and like things like that i want to start like doing youtube to show like when we do stuff like that like the behind the scenes because i do want to show that anyone can really do that you know yeah. but like yeah and like you know it's not like some big organization it was just me and three of my homies going to new york and i remember my homie teddy he like slept through his flight so he got a different flight to washington dc and then took a train and met us there in new york and like yeah we touched down at like five and the billboard was at 10 so we like got the camera equipment like we, we found like where we want to shoot from and then we uh went and got dinner came back did the billboard and then stayed just stayed up all night really in the hotel because like the hotel bar area because we left at like 3 a.m the next day so we just, you know that's but crazy that stuff is, is fun yeah, you should do that because a lot of people like where we from, honestly, like Indiana in general, a lot of yeah. people don't like we're not able to see that he made it from here. So so I can too. Or they right. made it from here, so we can too. So it's right. kind of like it's motivation. Like that's crazy. Like I, I did not know that you can't like you was from Indiana. And yeah. seeing like I see people here with your shoes on, I see people here ordering your shoes and stuff like that. And I'm like, like it's just mind blowing seeing that you from Indiana. It's just like, what he came from where we from, and he yeah. already like, up here and still going. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and like you also don't have to leave where you're from to do like wherever it is that you're from. You don't really have to leave there to do anything really. Unless it's like something where it's like photography or acting or something where you got to be there. But yeah. like you can do a lot from here and like maybe flying out places to network a little bit, but you can do a lot, you know, like social media gives you a lot of reach, really. Yeah, facts. Yeah, facts. Yeah. So I was going to ask this earlier when you was talking about uh, how much you was making and stuff like that off the shoes. How much did you save after, because you said you was buying the forces off of Nike, right? Yeah. How much did you save when you went and got, like, your manufacturer and stuff like that? How much, like, I don't think you know, like, probably, like, the exact amount, but probably, like, an estimate of how much you, how much you think you saved. To, to do that? Route. Yeah, by going a different route instead of buying from Nike. Oh, it, oh, like how much more it was beneficial? Yeah. Oh, like to you know, let's let's put it in terms of one shoe. Like let's say, you know, to get an Air Force One, you're spending 90, right? Like, or let's say a dunk, because we were selling dunks. So the dunk wasn't even reselling at this time. Like dunks were not popular like that. So it was about 120, 130 right to get to get them off someone and pay them the shipping and stuff 
and then we sell it for like 250 after painting it so the, the the effort behind painting it that's like you know some time that you're putting into it and if you were paying someone else to do that that's probably going to take them 20 minutes 30 minutes each pair right yeah. so you're kind of climbing up there to where you don't really have much of a margin but here let's say you do everything the right way i feel like you're at 50 ish dollars cost and you can sell them for 150 depending on the design you might sell them for a little less so like you got a lot more margin in it that way and you can make the product more accessible like me personally i'm trying to make my product accessible to people like i want to sell something in the shoes world like 98 150 if it's something really crazy 250 i'm not trying to be like balenciaga or, or bottega veneta selling at a thousand dollars you know yeah facts facts what how much do the the giant boot go for 250 okay yeah how much never mind i was gonna ask how much was it to make um so like those you have like a uh mold cost that's like each mold you got to pay about four thousand for so we did nine sizes so that was about forty thousand in the molds and then each one is about twenty five dollars from there so you really it's really more cost effective once you get to the once you um exit out the mold cost but um one second i gotta respond to text real quick you're good you're good um but yeah once you once you get to the mold cost like once you exit that out then it starts to become more cost effective now you got to think about getting it from China to here. If you're making it in China, the Jag foam we did in, in LA, but to get it from China, if you need it fast, it's going to be a, around the same cost as the, the product. So 25. So now you're at 50 plus you have that 40,000 in the molds, right? Yeah. So, so that's what you're trying to make back. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. I see it. I see it. Yeah, that's crazy. So is it possible to cut that step out to where you could do that or no? Nah? Yeah, I, I would say like if you find a relationship, like if you if you can find someone like who makes the molds, I, I feel like that's an important part about making stuff is finding people who believe in the product, too. Um, from a factory perspective, I've had bad experiences with factories and great experiences. And I feel like the great experiences is when someone believes in the product too, and they're willing to help you, you know? So, so if they're willing to do the molds ahead of time and then charge you each, each time you get a shoe that works way better for you than if you got to pay for the molds ahead of time, because then it's hard to promote it, you know? Okay. Okay. So how much is it for just a sample? Usually um, usually for like a molded shoe, you might have to make a mold to get the sample. So you might have to make one of those molds, let's say it's 2,000, 4,000 to get the sample. But what you can do is you can 3D print it. So you can 3D print it for maybe, let's say like $500, $200, and then get make sure it's gonna be correct and get a pretty good representation of the product before you gotta, you know, make the molds and commit to the molds. Cause once you do the molds, there's no going back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what about like what's next? Like y'all doing clothes? I seen y'all got shorts. Yeah. Like shirts, clothes, like yeah. We're trying to get into um we got more clothes coming. We got and more shoes as well. Really. I, I do like footwear a lot. Like I'm trying to get keep that going. I wanna get into that, you know, I wanna grow the footwear. I want to add in more clothes, get that out there, establish ourselves there. And then I want to get, you know, the content behind it at a better pace. Like, so have like the, you know, we got some, some dope shoots planned and, and going different places to do shoots, doing factory visits. I want to put that content out there and show people what goes on behind the scenes with all that. So yeah. you got a YouTube channel. We got, yeah. we got clothes. We got yep. more shoes coming. Yeah. What's, what's the next, like the next drop? Like, what's that going to be? Oh, the next drop is actually going to be a boot restock. Mm, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one, though? Huh? Which one, oh, though? The, uh, the Jag boot. Like the black or the white or both? Both. Both. Uh, Y'all doing different yeah. colors? We're going to start doing, for the fall, I want to do purple. I want to do an uh, army green as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. What about a red? Red would be tough. Red, red would be tough. That is crazy. Red and blue? That yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. I want the, I don't know which one. Like, when they first dropped, I, I was, like, real close to getting them. But yeah. I couldn't figure out which ones I wanted. So I was like, let me sit on them for a minute. Then I'll go back to the site and it was like gone. So I was like, uh, shoot. So I couldn't either. Yeah. It was crazy. But oh no, I, I think I want the black ones to like those is crazy, but the white one's crazy too. And I'm just like, <laughs> like it's just a crazy shoe, bro. Like that joint crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to you have to come come to our spot and check out some of the samples and stuff like that like the the stuff that we haven't dropped yet and see see what we got cooking oh we're gonna make that happen we're gonna make sure. that happen probably this summer man we're gonna make that happen for sure for sure i'm gonna like record it. and everything let's, let's run it that'd be dope so um y'all dropped the jag are y'all doing any more like phones uh, yeah, we got we're gonna do like a catacombs foam and a matching boot as well. And then um, you know, we're gonna do some new colors with the jag boot. Yeah, we got we got a lot coming. I'm excited, bro. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah. So I got a question. Since you do yeah. funk and stuff like that, what you think about the big red boot? I think it's dope. I think I think it was crazy what like presence they were able to establish like in terms of like the rollout of it um i think like the the design of it is really simple you know like simple is not a bad thing but it's very simple and i think like the the thing that had a better impact than the design was the hype behind it you know like i think yeah. like the attention it got and everything, the marketing rollout was just geniusly carried out. And that's my opinion on that. So did you like it? I I wouldn't say I would wear it, 
but but you know I think it's I think it's got its place. You know, I, I had to make sure. I don't know a lot of yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I I like the idea of the shoe. Yeah, but more for like a costume. Like, yeah, I think, be asked I think everyone, Yeah, I think everyone's got something to say about it, which is pretty impressive. Like, if you can design something to where everyone's gonna have an opinion that goes a long way. I know what that looks like, you know? So yeah. like, that's impressive. That's what I thought was crazy with yours. Like when I saw it, I was like, she look tight. Like it's a Jaguar, but I don't know if I wear it. And yeah. then I seen people like actually wearing it. And I'm starting to like get out the box with my style and stuff like that. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to move you know, more towards like boots and like different style of shoes besides Jordans and uh, Dunks and stuff like that, Yeezys. So yeah. I'm trying to move towards like a different vibe of shoe to where it For looks, sure. you know, so I could put something yeah. together with it. That's why I was trying to get them Jags because I'm like, bro, if I put something together with these, this finna go crazy. Facts. Yeah, I'm gonna have to grab a pair once when I get down there, man. Yeah, let's get it, bro. Crazy. Yeah. So, I, you 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 planning on making any anything like like a different silhouette? Yeah. Um. And we got yeah, it's, it, we got some cool stuff coming. I I don't want to I don't want to speak too much on it, but like. Well, we got and I, and I think that that would be something dope to incorporate in that video because we got some of the stuff like on hand to show off but no we got some I feel like I want to move I want to have like some shoes that's for everyone more wearable I want some stuff that's in the middle and then I want some stuff that's really crazy I think that that's like where we're headed as a brand is like developing stuff that makes people like really question uh, footwear in general, kind of like the statement pieces, and also putting out stuff that's tasteful that you could wear every day. So, you know, kind of delivering on both things. Is Y'all definitely important. on the right track for sure. Yeah. For sure. So, I didn't get to ask this because I was, I was so excited about this interview. I didn't get to ask this. When, when did you start, like, in fashion? Like, when did you start, like, in fashion and stuff like that i got into it when i was about 14 13 14 um and yeah I, i've really been into it ever since then i tried to th throw together a few brands when i was in high school stuff like that got into like i got photoshop on my school laptop and that was like when I was over. every class i'd be on photoshop like like you know like pretending like i'm doing school work i'd be on photoshop and illustrator um, and I'd reach out to different like artists and like, people like that and be like, yo, like, let me graphic design for you. Let me, let me show you like an idea, this and that. And, um, the one person who took me up on that was Ian Connor. And I, uh, worked on like a graphic shirt with him. It never like dropped or anything, but, uh, yeah, like that, when, when, I, when that happened, I was like, oh, I can really do this. Like, you know, did you DM him or yeah. That's what's up. When was that? That was in 20. I was like 15 or 16. So, 
yeah. I want to say 2015, 2016. It was before Rolling Loud was around, like, in general. It was right when that happened. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you on the right track, man. That's crazy. Hell so, yeah, man. so what what would you work with Ian Connor now? Um you know, I I I don't know. I I'm very like I, I'm not very like not against collabs, but I'm very like selective about that. We done a, a we've done BB Simon like a collab with them, and we're gonna collab with uh. Food. Did it already come out? Huh? Did the collab already drop? Yeah, that collab dropped in 2019. So what was it? Just the it was belts? Uh, it was belts, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. What that looked like? Oh, uh, it was like heat sensitive belts. Like like they changed colors with heat. That's crazy. Yeah, it was dope. That's fucking crazy. So, who would you collab with? What would your dream collab be? We're about to collab with uh, FUBU. Mm. That is a dream collab, and like uh, that, I'm excited. That'd be gonna be, be sick. I think I think it's gonna like shake up something, you know, like with people's perception of FUBU, and also be like a good moment for us in terms of like like working with a more legendary brand like them. Yeah, that's crazy. That'd be yeah. tough. Yeah. That'd be tough, tough. Yeah, bro, I'm excited. Bye. I'll see what it's looking like after this, too. Oh, yeah, I, got to. I gotta hop off, actually, if that. Yeah, you all good, bro. Anything yeah. you want to tell any everybody? Like... Um... Nah, I mean, I, I, I'd say stay tuned for part two, bro. Part two coming soon. Part two coming soon. Give yeah. them some good advice before we leave right quick. You say what? Give them some good advice before we leave right quick. I would say be patient. That's like the best advice, really. Um, don't rush your journey. Enjoy the moment. And, you know, don't stress yourself out over it and have fun. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. A lot of people need that, especially me. <laughs> especially yeah. me. I'm trying to rush everything, man. Yeah, just, you know, go with the flow, take your time, do what you need to do. Facts. Yeah. Well, we're going to let you go, bro. It was nice to meet you. Nice talking to you, for real. Good talking to you, bro. We're going to see you. We're going we gonna to see you for part two real soon. Part two. Yeah. Let's get Peace. it. Peace, bro. Yeah.